0: There you go, left field, we got a time ball game, Puyo, oh baby what a moment, time ball game at 7-7. Swing, on its way, left center field, swing.
1: Welcome to the Swing Pod, a Seattle Mariners pod. I'm your host Jack Powers. We're going to dive into today's crazy game three of the series against the Rangers and how good this team looked tonight compared to the last week and a half or so or two weeks maybe now. So it was exciting, this game for sure. Once we dive into it, you'll see why if you don't know. But this is something that they needed. Why don't I just get into it? Rangers going against the Mariners game three, 640 p.m. Pacific time game. Marco Gonzalez got the mound tonight for the Mariners, 10 and 15 record, 4.05 ERA. Definitely the Mariners um, fifth guy when it comes to the starting rotation. Um, who's better? Who's worse? You know, Uh Last start was September 23rd versus Kansas City. He went five innings, eight hits, three earned runs. And for the Rangers, the starting pitcher was Gray. And his last start was also September 23rd versus Cleveland, where he went five innings pitched, one hit ball. So going into this game, the Mariners' magic number was down to two. It was three. It went down to two because Orioles, before the game even started, lost to Boston 5-3. That is huge for the Mariners. The lineup going into today, JP, then Ty France, then Geno, then Mitch Hanager, Cal Raleigh, Winker, Jared Kelnick, Dylan Moore, and then lastly, Adam Frazier. So Ty France actually moved back to first base tonight. Eugenio Suarez got his first start back at third base and Winker DH'd. So J-Rod as well should be back expected Monday, which would put him to start this last series of the year against Detroit four-game series in three days with a double header on the middle day, which would be Tuesday. But, you know, nonetheless, good to hear, good to see Eugenio starting third base again. So right off the bat, Mitch Hanniger hits a 442-foot bomb last night a couple of walks also chipped into the sack fly oh he pelts this high
0: drive barreled left center field welcome back mitch hanniger boy do they need him and he just sucked it out of here the mariners take an early two nothing lead
1: that would give the mariners a early two nothing lead that was a two-run home run by mitch hanniger to around left center field more center field Kind of that bar area in the outfield. That would give Mariners 2-0 lead. Anyways, then we go to the top of the third. And this is when Marco Gonzalez starts looking a little worrisome. He's getting a little banged up. uh, Sam Huff hits a solo home run against him. His fourth of the year to center field. Makes it 2-1, but Mariners still lead. And then, an out later, Marcus Simeon hits a two-run home run. His 25th on the year to left center field. That would give the Rangers a lead of 3-2. to And then... One out goes by, next home run, Dulles Garcia hits a solo home run, 26 of the year to left field, making it 4-2 Rangers. It wasn't back-to-back home runs, there wasn't out in between, but nonetheless, he gave up three home runs in the top of the third. So not a good top of the inning for Gonzalez. And then, Mish Haniger comes up to bat again, and it's like he's repeating himself now.
0: does this carry it's on the track and it just gets over the wall for a home run mitch hanniger a couple of that bats and a couple of home runs it's the rangers four and mitch hanniger four
1: so that would be mitch hanniger's second home run of the game it would tie the game up at four to four and then an inning later in the bottom of the fourth. Jared Kelnick, J.K., goes yard. Game one, but you and I haven't talked about it yet. This is off the end of the bat, but carries well.
0: Carries well. Carries back. Carries out of here. Jared Kelnick, hits sixth of the year, and he has put the Mariners in front.
1: So that home run by Jared Kelnick would give the Mariners a 6-4 lead. It was a two-run home run, six of the year, to left center field. Jared Kelnick finally gets that home run ever since getting called up, I believe. I, I hope I'm not wrong on that, but I'm sure he, it's his first, so it's being called up again this year. And he's been hitting the ball pretty well, guys, because bottom of the six comes around, and he hits another home run, and this time a solo. Kelnick. Aha! So that would now make it his seventh home run on the year. It was a home run to right center field. It was a 386-foot bomb, second of the game. And that would now make it the second game where the Mariners have had two players with two-plus home runs in the same game. And the last time was September 11th versus the Braves when Julio and Suarez did it. Both of those games happened in September. The only other team to have two players with two-plus home runs in the same game is the Yankees. So pretty cool stat there from the Mariners this year. They're kind of with the Bronx bombers in a sense, especially after, you know, you have Aaron judge just hitting a 61st the other day. So Marco Gonzalez though, right before he would get relieved, he went six hits four earned three home runs through five innings. And those three home runs allowed all came back in the third. So Mariners leading seven, four with the Mitch Hanniger two home runs and the Jared Kelnick, two home runs. So, we go to the top of the seventh. Paul Seawald is in the game and he gives up another home run to Marcus Simeon. A solo home run is 26 of the year to left field, making it seven, five, cut the deficit to two. And that would also be a second of the game. I'd have to look at how, how many times have three guys in one game hit two home runs. That's, that's an interesting stat to look up and that would be interesting to see. And then. Nathaniel Lowe would hit a solo home run as well in the same inning top of the seventh off the same pitcher Paul Sewald. his 26th of the year as well to right field that would cut the deficit to one it'd be seven six Mariners so Paul Sewald is getting banged up a little here at the end of the year so hopefully it's just he needs a little bit of rest that's what I'm hoping for but I've been talking to some people and a lot of people are starting to get worried about him he's Definitely been the guy that's been giving up the most runs when it comes to the bullpen. At least that's the way it seems. That might not be statistically correct. And then you go to the in inning later, top of the eighth. Andres Munoz is in the game, one of our more reliable guys, right? You're like, oh, you know, we have a one-run one run lead, eighth inning. We think we can still do it. Well, bases end up being loaded. Excuse me, not loaded, but runners on the corners. Kevin Palau- Palauqui. I want uh, P- Ploiecki, Kevin Plawecki, grounds into a double play. However, there was no out. So a runner scores from third with those men's on the corners that would tie up the ball game seven, seven, and there would not be a run scored after that. So the ball game would go extra innings. This is when you have the runner on second starting on second with zero outs. So top of the 10th Cole Calhoun, RBI single, Adoles Garcia scores with the automatic runner from second being there. That would give Rangers an 8-7 lead. They didn't score another run in the top of the 10th. Then bottom of the 10th, Kyle Raleigh does exactly what you're supposed to. He gets an RBI sack fly to bring in the runner. Ties up the game. 8-8. We're going to go another inning. Top of the 11th. Marcus Simeon hits a sack fly. Gives the Rangers a 9-8 lead in the top of the 11th. Well, this is why we have the, you know, Runner in place on second. Bottom of the 11th. We moved the guy to third. Or Yeah. Nope. Guy's on second. Excuse me. Bottom of the 11th. Dylan Moore. He gets on base. Jared Kelnick on second. Dylan Moore first. Jared Kelnick second. Luis Torrens RBI single. Luis Terenz came up clutch. Nobody's talking about that. Jared Kelnick scores from second. That moves Demo the second. Then you have Luis Terenz on first. That tied up the ballgame at all nine. And then, J.P. Crawford. Thank you, J.P. I love you, J.P.
0: Off the glove of Young! (laughs) Just a lot of big moments in this ball game. The offense coming through time and time again. First, it was the home runs. And then it was just picking up base hits. <laughs> I think that's the biggest victory dance so far, full team. Why not? It's a 26-man dance. And chaos will reign supreme again for the Mariners.
1: So that would be a walk-off win for the Mariners winning 10-9 over the Rangers and also winning the series over the Rangers after losing the first game 5-0 and getting shut out. So what a bounce back from that game. Their record improves to 85-70 and 70 on the year. And, guys, their magic number is down to 1. So with the win, though, their standings in the wild card. They hold the second wild card now. They're a game-and-a-half back on Toronto, who has already clinched the playoff spot doesn't know which one the wild card may move around depending on how Toronto plays. And then they are a half game up on Tampa Bay now. So if the playoffs were hypothetically to start tomorrow, the Mariners would be taking on Toronto in Toronto. And then the winner of that would play the Astros. Just, just saying that's what the wild card two gives you. That's why I kind of like wild card three, or if you're going to get wild card one or two, You'd want to be one, so you have home field. Anyways, they now have a, well, Baltimore is now five games back of even wildcard three on Tampa Bay, so five and a half game differential between them and the Mariners, sorry. And so that is very nice, because now, guys, with magic number being at one, they only need to win one of the next seven games, or if Baltimore loses a like, one time only one time we're in the playoffs and statistically speaking the probability of that's nearly a hundred percent, probably 99.9. That's why FanGraphs has the Mariners making the playoffs at a hundred percent right now. So that's why I can confidently say that and it will most likely happen. So, and this is what Scott service had to say about the whole 20 year drought and what he's looking forward to and what the aspirations are really when they get to the playoffs or if they get to the playoffs, but whatever. Here's Scott's service. Because we got a really good team. That's why it's
0: exciting. You know, we can pitch, we clutch hitting, we can defend, we can run the bases. We've got – we check a lot of the boxes that you need to have to have that team to get deep in the playoffs and into the World Series and win it. And, and that's what, you know – I know everybody's is, you know, exhausted. We've got to end the drought. We've got to end the drought. We, I've heard it for seven years. Every day when I get up in the morning and I drive to work, that, that's what's on my mind. Uh, the goal is to win the World Series.
1: And it's not just to end the drought. We will end the drought tomorrow. We're going to. So that's got to make you feel good, hearing that from your manager, making you feel like they're going out and winning and beating Oakland tomorrow night. Bet on us. Bet on the Mariners. That is what Scott Service is saying we're here. We want to win and we're going to do it. And don't you worry about 20 years. Be happy about it. But you know what? We're not done yet. He wants more than just making the playoffs and he wants to make a run at a World Series. Now, is it possible 100%? But you know, with who they'd play, we'll have to see. But This is that's the type of manager you want in these situations is a guy who, you know, he knows the last seven years. He's hearing it every day. We're going to we're going to break a playoff drought. That's the whole goal. End of the day, though, they want they want to win it all. Right. So that's really nice and reassuring to hear and makes you feel very confident about the Mariners. Got to love Scott Service for that one. And then I also want to say this if they want to tie last year's record, it's still on the table. They need to go seven to zero to go 92 and 70, which was the 2021 record and where they missed the playoffs just by a little bit. So that's really interesting to see. And then they have three versus Oakland, four versus Detroit, all below 500 teams. Oakland is now at hundred losses. So it's a team you gotta beat definitely in a series, not saying you gotta win them all, but you should beat them in a series. But knowing the way we played on the road trip, who knows? But it is at home, so hopefully that helps. But end of the day, my MVP for this walk-off win versus the Rangers, 10-9, it it, it falls between Kelnick and Hanniger, And I think I know that Hanniger had two two-run home runs and Kelnick only had one two-run home run and then a solo. But I'm going to give it to Kelnick. Um, mainly because he struck out less... I know that might be crazy to say. He went two for five. He was three runs worth of scoring. He had three RBIs, two strikeouts, and he only, he left two men on base. Haniger two for five as well. He had two runs instead of three. He had actually four RBIs, one more than Kelnick, but three strikeouts, so an extra strikeout, and He and he left two men on base. So very similar. If anything, they're both MVPs, but... I just if I had the pick, I think I'd give it to Kellenick just because it was kind of like that's that's Kelnick in September. He he's always done this like the past two years. He just shows up in September for some reason, and then I mean he did it tonight. Why not? Anyways, tomorrow's game Friday night baseball. They take on the A's of Oakland, who are fifty six and hundred on the season, and the Mariners are eighty five and seventy. They'll be taken on wally chuck who's one and two with a 7.15 era only got three games in of win losses and then mariners got gilbert taking the mound who's 13 and 6 with a 3.29 era and if they win tomorrow they clinch the playoffs and how great would that be it is a 640 game mlb tv free game so everybody can watch it mlb tv knows it might be a big deal And by the way, just want to put it out there, Saturday and Sunday are both afternoon games, 1.10 p.m. Pacific time, because usually you don't see Saturdays with a 1 o'clock game start. So just want to put that out there. That's my spiel. That's what the game was today. A little walk-off win. Magic number down the one. It's getting closer than ever before. Thank you for listening to the Swing Podcast, the Seattle Mariners pod. I'm your host, Jack Powers.